0: Our thoughts are powerful. They, they change our perspective. They impact our decisions in life. They influence where we go, how we behave, how we do. And But what do we do when we've become trapped by our thoughts? Unable to escape this negative, this negative and unhealthy thinking, what do we do? I've learned in my life that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. It is the greatest battlefield that we will ever face. Yes, we have external battles that we may face in our life and things may come against us, but we can win those battles a whole lot easier sometimes than we win the battle up here. This is where our greatest battle takes place. This is the, the greatest battlefield we will ever fight. But I got some good news, how many want to hear some good news today? I got good news that God's word has power to transform, that God's word has the power to renew our mind towards truth. It's powerful. And I want us to look at the mind of the apostle Paul, who was the ultimate thought warrior in scripture. And I want us to look at his life because Paul, he. He battled, he wrestled, he warred in his mind with all the things that were coming against him. And yet as you read his story, you will see how he won the war in his mind. So I want us to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 today. 2nd Corinthians chapter 10. We're gonna start in verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Some people need to just hear that part today. We don't wage war like the world does. The weapons we fight with are not even weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Somebody say power. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, that Greek word for power is called dunamis. And that word literally means an explosive and a miraculous power of God. So we have divine power to demolish. We have this miraculous and explosive power to demolish strongholds. Now, if you don't know what a stronghold is, the the, the Greek word for stronghold is called achiroma, and I am not Greek, so I had to Google how to say that. But it means basically a military stronghold, a fortress that was built at the highest peak of the city, reinforced walls that were up to 20 feet in thickness. This stronghold would wrap around the entire place of this city. So it says that we have divine power to demolish strongholds. So what does the spiritual enemy do? He likes to attack our mind and he likes to create these these strongholds of deception that shapes our thinking. One thought at a time, he tries to build a stronghold, brick by brick, layer by layer, stone by stone, and he tries to places in a prison of lies and he wants to deceive us he wants us to believe the lies that that you can't trust anyone that you'll never succeed in life that you're going to always be broke you're going to always be in debt that you'll never have a good marriage that God doesn't care about you that God doesn't hear your prayers that nobody cares about you you'll never make a difference in the world You'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything that will succeed. You will always fail. These are the lies that the enemy tries to build strongholds in your mind around you. But I love what it says in verse five. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, somebody say captive, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I think we should just give Jesus a praise this morning just for that passage. I wanna title this sermon and I want you to tell your neighbor today, I want you to look them right in the eyes. You know I do this, so don't even act surprised. If you're new, welcome to this. Just look at him real awkwardly, look at them. I see some of y'all looking at me. Don't look at me, I want you to look at your neighbor. I'm looking at y'all, I'm looking at y'all. Look at your neighbor. Just look at him. Some of y'all just trying to read your Bible. They're like, I'm not not looking, I'm not looking. I'm not, I mean the word, the spirit speaking. No, just look at your neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, get your mind right. Tell him again, say, get your mind right. Now tell your other neighbor, tell your other neighbor. They may need to hear that extra encouragement. Look at the other side. Hopefully it's somebody you don't know and say, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Somebody say, get your mind right. Somebody say, get your mind right. right. Have you ever had somebody tell you that before? Like my brother and I, we have this thing when we get ready to to lift something heavy or do something like that's gonna require some strength, we go, get your mind right. You better get your mind right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your presence in this room. We thank you for your word that is sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Lord, that it has the power to set us free. It has the power to demolish any stronghold that's tried to set up against us. So God, we lean into your word today. We lean into your presence. We lean into who you are. Show us who you are today, God, in the places of our life that maybe we're in worry or fear or doubt. Reveal yourself. As we learn about our mind today, God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to to grow and to be transformed and to be renewed so we can follow and and pursue the destiny, the vision that you have for our life. We love you, God. We thank you that you're faithful. And even when we don't feel you, we know you're there. Even when we don't see you, we know that you're working. We trust you today. Do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, that your words would come out of my mouth and, Lord, that it would touch the hearts and the souls of men and women today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. Here we go again. Another sermon. I hope I don't say anything stupid. You'd think after doing this for over a decade, I'd feel ready, but I always get nervous. I always feel insecure. I know God's word is powerful. I know it can change a life in this room today. I just feel so unqualified. No matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I prepare, I just never feel like I have what it takes. (sighs) Okay, Green, it's game time. Smile, don't suck, let's roll. Have you ever had A war in your mind. I have it all the time. It's this battle between faith and fear. Believing that God can do something, but fearing what if it doesn't happen. The war of I trust God, I wanna trust him in every aspect of my life. I wanna give him full trust, but I'll also, have ever found a time where you wanna also be in control? And it's this war that's waging of the confidence in the calling that God has given me or given you, but there's times in my life when I feel crippled by insecurities, paralyzed in the war that's going on in my mind. I've learned this in my life and that's this and that's, Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, always. And I will tell you that as I've done research, the science and even the Bible believes there's this thing called cognitive behavioral psychology, and it shows us that all relational challenges, eating disorders, addictions, some forms of anxiety, are all a direct result of this thing called toxic thinking. Toxic thinking. Not the external circumstances, but toxic thinking. Proverbs 23, seven, the book of wisdom declares it so simple and so clearly that for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I've learned that that the life we have is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. It's the thoughts that come into our mind and what we think about determines who we become. It does. If you think you can't, then guess what? You probably won't. If you think you can, then guess what? You probably will. If you will dwell in your problems and you continue to ruminate on the things over and over, then guess what? They're going to overwhelm you. They will. But if you look for solutions, if you look for a plan, if you look for an answer, then guess what? You're going to begin to see them. If you walk around all the time feeling like victim, that everyone's out to get you, then guess what? You will find yourself in that place and you will become one. If you believe, though, that you can overcome with Christ, that anything is possible, then guess what? You can be an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The life that you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. So today I want to do something a little fun. I I want us to do this thought audit. No, not a tax audit. Nobody needs to be afraid this morning for you are not paying your taxes. I want to do a thought audit today, and I want us to kind of figure out on a scale of one to 10 where we're at on this scale. We have this scale of being worried, and also, Thinking of peace, having peaceful thoughts. Where do you find yourself on this scale from one to 10? Worried, are you worried so much about what people think about you? Constantly worried about your kids and how things are gonna play out. You're constantly worried about your future. You're worried about money and and not having enough. You're worried about your job. You're worried about your health. Constantly dwelling in these things that are overwhelming you, or do you lean on the peaceful side? Where you feel secure in God's promises that he will never leave you, never forsake you, that he has a, he is the supplier of all your needs? Do you lean on the fact that you can trust in a God who will come through and who is faithful? Do you live in a place where you can find yourself in full peace while you're experiencing chaos? Where are you at on this scale? Another thought ought to think about is, is negative, to positive, this is the one that we, we, this is the glass half full or the glass half empty kind of thinking. Are you leaning more towards the negative side that you're critical of people all the time, you can find fault in anything, you're the devil's advocate all the time, you can become discontent, you're hard to deal with, you're busy all the time. Anybody have that busy friend? Don't raise your hand, they might be sitting next to you. Nobody wants the busy friend. And just because you say the word busy doesn't mean that you're doing successful things. Sometimes when I'm like, man, I'm just busy, I'm like, well, you need to plan better. You need more margin in your life. So you find yourself on the negative side or do you find yourself on the positive side? Where you believe the best in people, where you, where you can see that life is good, There's the glasses half full, No, yes, things may come against me, but I serve a God who is faithful. You, you live on the positive side. You're optimistic about the future that God has for your life. Another thought audit to think about is are you having worldly thinking or eternal thinking? Do you find yourself where your mind is consumed with this life? Worldly thinking. Consumed with possessions and materialism and all the things that you can have and and all this stuff it it consumed with with do they like your post? Did they comment? Did they say something about it? Worldly thinking, worried about what the world says and what the world is doing. Or do you find yourself in a place of an eternal mindset, making an eternal difference? Thinking about the God given gifts he's given you to use them for his glory, to to think eternally about reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you think eternal in the calling that God has set out for you? Do you think in the eternal realm about building the church that God came and laid his life down for? Do you find yourself in the worldly place or do you find yourself thinking more in the eternal place? You see, what comes into your mind comes out in your life. My mom used to always tell me, what you allow to go in your eyes and through your ears will come out of your mouth. The music you listen to, the things that you watch, the books that you read, the things that you scroll through. Oh, I I scroll past it, Mm -hmm. still pops up into your mind. Can I tell you that no matter what you do in life, no matter what you have, no matter who you know, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. It will not happen. It will not happen. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So the question that we have to pose and ask ourselves is, are we excited about the direction our thoughts are taking us? Are we glad of the thoughts that are coming into our, our mind in the direction that they're taking us? If you're finding yourself answering no, then guess what? We've got to learn to change our thinking. We've got to change how we think. We've got to change what we're what we're allowing our thoughts to come around. Our goal these next several weeks is to talk about that. To figure out how we can change how we think for God to renew our mind in the things of God not the strongholds that the enemy is trying to set up with lies. So today, we're gonna discover two ways on how to change our thinking, two ways. The first thing is this, we're gonna learn to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. This starts, obviously, in your thoughts. I'm not good enough, my past is just too bad, you don't know the mistakes that I've made, I can't, I can't trust anyone. They've all betrayed me. They've all turned on me. They've all said stuff that I can't trust anyone. I, I'm always gonna battle with weight, always. I've tried every diet. I've tried keto. I've tried Beto. I've, I've tried paleo. I've tried just drink water. I've tried eating cotton balls. I've tried it all. I always battle with weight. I drink water and I gain 10 pounds, it just don't work. I'll never be good with money. My grandparents weren't good with money. My parents weren't good with money. We always lived in debt. We always lived paycheck to paycheck. We never have enough. We're always struggling. We're always trying to figure out how to make ends meet. I'll never figure it out. I'll never get close to God. I've tried, no matter what I do, I keep seeming to fall short, I keep making mistakes, I'll never find a place to get close to God. I'll never love the job that I have. I've tried, I've pursued, I've tried everything, I feel like i never love the job that I've had, I'm always discontent, I'll never love it, I'll never love to work. All my relationships always break down. I never find success. Someone always does me wrong. Someone always is out to to do something to me. Someone's always out cheating on me. Someone's always, all my relationships are broken, always. Can I tell you that if you find yourself identifying with your negative thoughts, then guess what? Your negative thinking will begin to change your chemical makeup in your brain. It begins to change it. Because every thought creates a neurochemical change in your body, every thought. And when you think of positive thoughts, you begin to surge rewarding neurotransmitters with this legal drug, legal, it's called dopamine. I almost wanted to title my sermon, do the dope. (laughs) I I, I promise you, I I asked the people, I was like, Can I title it that? Like, would that be okay? Like, do the dope? They'd have to listen to the sermon to figure it out, you know. (laughs) Dopamine is a legal drug. A legal reward, it's this positive hit, this, this chemical buzz that happens. Like somebody will comment on your post on social media, they'll hit the like, dopamine. It comes in, someone will give you a comment, like man, you, I like your outfit today, dopamine. You're like, really, I just had to do this together. I didn't really, you know, I didn't plan this. I was up three hours last night trying to figure it out, but I just threw it on this morning. Someone comes up and comments, you look like you've been in the gym. Dopamine, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. I hadn't seen a gym in 24 years. Thank you, Jesus. Dopamine. Or your wife texts you, hey, thinking about you, come home early. Dopamine. We're gonna move on, we're gonna move on, we're gonna move on. There are billions of neural pathways and roads in your brain, billions. And the more that you think about a thought, the easier it is to think it again. But the, the scientists will show you and psychologists will show you and tell you that the more you think on a thought, the easier it becomes to think, which then becomes the default place that your thoughts will run to. So if you if you build a stronghold with the wrong thought patterns, then guess what? You're gonna find yourself stuck in a rut over and over again, finding this beaten down path that's gonna keep continually finding yourself too. And when you think negatively, when you think critically all the time, you're creating unhealthy, unhelpful neural pathways in your brain. But we have to capture our thoughts so we can create new paths in our life. We have to capture our thoughts so we can create new paths in our brains. Instead of getting ready to hit the ejecto in a situation or a conversation and blowing up on your spouse or blowing up on that friend or going crazy in a grocery store when something happens, why don't you just stop for a minute and pause, say a little prayer. I'm not saying, Lord, help me or save them because they about to die. I'm not talking about pray like that. Pray God would renew your mind, not them. We we like to point out, God, if it wasn't for them, no, maybe it's just the way that you're thinking. Maybe if it's all, let me say this, if everywhere you go, somebody else is the problem, then maybe there's a common denominator here. Because wherever you go, there you are. See, every job I go to, they know that nobody likes me, they, they always complaining about me. Well, maybe if you wouldn't be late to work every single day and thinking that five minutes don't mean five minutes to you, it means five minutes to somebody else. Well, I was here, you should be grateful I'm here. No, you should be grateful you have a job. <laughs> Let me just get back to my notes because something's happening over here and I don't wanna I'm, I'm get somebody in trouble today. But maybe instead of blowing up or doing all that, maybe you should stop, pray, give them a hug and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I've had a rough day and I'm really trying not to be snappy. I hope, please forgive me. Sometimes if you just say, I'm just, I'm struggling. We, we, we like to show that we're so strong. Like we don't want no one to see, Just, man, I'm struggling today. Like just, I'm trying to get my mind right. You know, just forgive me if I get a little snappy. You know, when you hug somebody, you actually have dopamine that releases into your system. That's why I always tell you before you're seated, give someone a hug. I'm serious. Things begin to happen in your system when you begin to do that. That's why it's good to hug your kids. That's why it's good to show affection to your kids. I love it that I can't even leave my house without them coming and running out and saying, Daddy, 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 give me a hug. Why? For one, they need the affection, but for two, there begins to come this comfort inside of them. A love of a father. Maybe when you're feeling depressed, and you're feeling bad about yourself, instead of creating this, this pathway constantly, always to the freezer to grab the ice cream to go eat it on the couch and finish it all up, and then at the end of it still feel worse than what you felt before, maybe instead of doing that, because how many of us, we all know I love to do that. Amen, thank you, Jesus. I think it's the Ben and Jerry's chocolate brownie, chocolate something, something. Mmm. I just feel the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Fast and all that stuff. Maybe, instead of doing that, maybe you you just take a moment and you step and you take a walk outside. Look at the creation that God has given you at your fingertips. Maybe you go work out for a moment. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know, just go do some push-ups in the living room. Go walk with your family outside. Go walk around the block. Go walk down the street. Go for a bike ride. See what God is putting right in front of you. Dopamine begins to come back into your life when you do that. Maybe, maybe you're scrolling through social media and you'd continue to, you just feel like a loser because what they have and where they're at and what they're doing. Maybe instead of getting all upset and getting all depressed over that, maybe you should instead pull out that dusty old Bible that you probably haven't read in a while and allow God's word to transform you by the renewing of your mind. Instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing and finding yourself in a place of depression, well, I wish I had that. I wish I could win that mega ball right now. Thank you, Jesus. One point, whatever, a billion dollars. I hear people like speaking in tongues right now. They're just ready for the Lord to come in. I'll hand you a tithing envelope when you do that. Because let me tell you this, if you don't do that, God can't trust you with the rest of it, that's for sure. Maybe instead of doing all those things, what if we take a moment to stop and capture our thoughts, take them captive. We need to learn to think in a different way and forge a new path. We gotta start forging new paths in our brains because the more you walk the path, the easier it becomes to travel. I don't know about you, but I've, I'm a hunter and I like, to, I like to do all that kind of stuff and I, as, I, as you go hunting, have you ever seen, you can even see this in cattle, you can see this in a lot of places that have animals that, that follow a path. You ever seen that? you just see like this beaten down path, you're like, oh, their animals must be, they must walk. That's how you find their their pathway of going to a place of water, going to their bedding, whatever. You start to see that. That's what begins to happen in your brain. The more and more you think about something, you start to create this beaten down path. And the more, let me tell you this, if you keep going back to those negative thoughts, you keep finding yourself going back there and back there, if you finally get to a place where you can stop and think positive thoughts, you will allow yourself to, the thing is you gotta get out of that rut And that takes work. I used to tell, someone used to answer our phone all the time, they'd say, one sec. No, you don't say one sec, you say one moment please. So every time she said one sec, I'd say, you correct yourself on the phone and say, excuse me, one moment please, why? We're redirecting her thoughts. So now, every time she answers, one moment please, one moment please, you redirect those thoughts and that path will begin to grow back over and it won't be an easy path anymore. You have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back, just identify one. Just one. Maybe it's that you feel, you keep coming in your brain, I just feel not lovable. I'll never be good enough. I don't deserve anything good. I'll always be broke. All the haves and the, the haves nots. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just the feeling of helplessness. It's the constant thought. Maybe it's the feeling of hopelessness. It's just the constant thought. Worthlessness, pointlessness, all these, these, these things that just try to keep coming. You need to learn to identify that stronghold and you need to name it because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. You need to give it a name because guess what? Scripture says that everything that has a name must bow before the name of Jesus. So if it has a name, it has to surrender itself to the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. So we've gotta identify the biggest stronghold and take it captive. The second thing is we need to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. We've gotta name it. John 8, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It'll set you free. The lie puts you into a spiritual bondage. The lies that the enemy tries to tell you will place you in this spiritual bondage. And some of you are living your entire life based on a lie. Your whole life is summed up around this stronghold. But can I tell you today that when you rename it with the truth of God, the truth, it says, the truth will set you free. When you know the truth, when you rename it, you can be you can break through that stronghold and it will set you free. Second Corinthians 10, five, we read it a moment ago, but I wanna read it again. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We, we get to demolish those things. We get to destroy those things with God's truth. That's how we destroy strongholds. We have to take it captive. Now the Greek word for take captive, this Greek term, it, it's a war term. You gotta understand when you're reading scripture, you gotta know the, de- the definition of what they're reading it because our English language cannot translate in fullness of what some of the original language is trying to tell us. We have multiple words that, that one word in Hebrew or Greek could mean like 10 different words in our English language. We may not understand it in its vastness. So do a little bit of research from time to time. But, but this, when you understand it in Greek, this thought take captive is a war term. It means to capture or attack with a spear or a sword. It's a fighting term. It is like going and waging war. And when we read the scripture, You know, you read the scripture about putting on the full armor of God? Everybody ever read that scripture about putting on the full armor of God? If you haven't, do that with your kids every day. I promise you it will change your life and it will change theirs. But all of the pieces of the armor are defensive in their approach. You have the helmet of salvation, you know? You got the shield of faith. It's defensive, shield of faith. You've got the breastplate of righteousness. You've got the shoes of peace. I can keep going, but you got all these are defensive in their posture and in their nature, but there is only one that's an offensive weapon. That's the sword of the Spirit. That's the word of God. It is the only offensive piece in that entire armor. So you have to take captive the negative thought that is causing you to live the way your life is living. You've got to take that captive thought so you don't continue to live a lie. You want to know what my negative thought that I've constantly battled? Anybody know what it is? Want to know what it is? It's this feeling that I've been attacking my whole life and it's the feeling of feeling unqualified, constantly. I'm not enough, I can't do that, I'm I'm unqualified. I don't know why God would pick me. I'm not a good enough pastor, I'm I'm unqualified to be the husband, I'm unqualified to be the father that I need to be, I'm unqualified to be the friend that I'm supposed to be, I'm not a good friend, I'm not a good boss, I'm not a good son, I'm unqualified. This is the battle and the war that goes on for me. I don't know what it is for you, but that is for me. Now, now as, I, as I look at it, I believe that there is some truth in it. Because guess what? I am unqualified. I'm, I'm not enough. In my own power, I am not enough. I can't be the husband I need to be. I can't be the pastor that I, that I need to be. I can't be the boss or the friend or the son or the father. I can't be any of those things in my own power. But I've reminded myself in this scripture It's something that I've constantly tried to reframe my thinking, and that is in 2 Corinthians 12, nine, where God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect. grace is sufficient. When I feel weak, when I feel unqualified, when I feel I'm not enough, I'm reminded that God's power is made perfect in my weakness. I love what it also says in 2 Peter, Chapter one, verse three, it says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. God is saying, I've given you the time, I've given you the patience, I've given you the energy, I've given you the wisdom, I've given you the people, I've given you the resources that in my power I will show myself strong when you feel weak. That I do my best work in your greatest weakness. I do my best work when you feel weak, when you feel incompetent, when you feel unqualified, when you feel like there ain't no way I'm not enough, no one will love me. My, my God can do his perfect will, his perfect power will show up when I'm weak. It will show up when I feel less than. The scripture says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So we've got to get our minds right. Somebody say, get your mind right. We've got to get our minds right we've got to embrace the truth of God and replace the lies and be free in Jesus' name. It's possible. You can do it. I'm gonna tell you again, you can do it. You can take those thoughts captive. You can renew your mind by the word of God. You can start telling yourself, I am a child of the most high God. You, you're gonna go from a place where I can't get it all done to saying, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me when I'm weak, God is strong. You may say, I'm not attractive. Now, there ain't nobody who looks at me in a certain way. That, no, no, nobody likes me. No, can I tell you, you can go to scriptures and it will say you are fearfully and beautifully and wonderfully made by the hands of God. That you may walk out of here saying, I just feel miserable miserable, no, that enjoy, I find joy in the Lord, it, he, he is my strength, that you can start from a place that may be saying, I feel all alone, I battle, I just feel lonely all the time, you can remind yourself that the scripture says, my God will never leave me, He'll never forsake me, I'm never alone, you may be feeling like a victim, you'll find yourself going from victim to overcomer to realize that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, I don't have to live by that mindset of being a victim. That in Jesus, I am an overcomer. And you'll begin to remember and remind yourself that your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. So what's that thought? Because I cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. What comes into my mind will come out of my life. If I don't take it captive, if I don't get control that you can't control what comes in, but I can control what I do with it. Those thoughts are going to come. That feeling of an ad- adequacy that I'm not good enough. No, I am made whole in Christ Jesus. He's given me everything I need to accomplish the calling on my life, that where his vision is set, he will provide the provision. He will provide the necessities. He will provide everything I need. He has the resources, the time, the patience, the energy. He will supply all my needs. You have to remind yourself, you have to replace the lies that the enemy, the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy your life. He wants to rob you completely of all joy. But can I tell you, Jesus said the enemy, the thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, and that life to the full, the abundant life, the extraordinary life. You wonder where we get captured extraordinary from, that's it, to capture the extraordinary life, this abundant life that Jesus came to offer us. You don't have to stay locked in a prison because Jesus holds the keys that sets you free. He holds them in his hand. And some of you may feel like you're locked in a prison right now. Can I tell you that Jesus was nailed on that cross, and they put him in that grave, it says that he went down to death, he went down to hell, grabbed back the keys back from the enemy and brought them back out and said he holds the key. He overcame death, overcame hell, overcame all the things that that tried to happen to him, that he overcame all those things. And he holds the key to life. And he offers it to us completely free. The the gift of salvation the Bible talks about. And you can be set free today in the salvation of Jesus. You can be set free from your past. You can be set free from your mindset. You can be set free and Jesus can make all things new. Maybe you're here today and that's where you found yourself. Can I tell you that you can walk out of here a changed person. Yes, it will take your lifetime, step by step, to change every aspect, but you can be renewed right now. You can Salvation happens in an instant. But there's this, there's this biblical word called sanctification. That takes a lifetime. That takes every day, step by step, trusting in God and him working it all. I say, well, I'm not I, I'm, I'm a bad person. I've got I messed up. You don't know my life. I I, I, I got to get my life right to accept Jesus. I can't come to him like this. No, let me tell you, friend. just come to him as you are. Don't worry about all those things. Well, I took a hit before I walked on door. Great. I'm glad you're here. Guess what? You just keep doing it. and Watch. Jesus is going to change you. I don't have to change you, I can't change you, but I'm gonna point you to the one who will transform you, who will renew you. Well, I was drunk last night, I don't care, I'm glad that you're here, just keep coming back because guess what, when you get in his presence, it's like putting a water bottle in a freezer. You ain't gotta do nothing but be in its presence and in its place and over a matter of time, it will begin to transform from the inside, it will begin to change, it will begin to form into the person that God's called you to be. Just get into his presence. Skid get into his house and watch him work. You don't get right to get God, you get God and he takes care of the rest. With every eye closed in this room, every head bowed, maybe you have found yourself in this prison today and you want Jesus to make all things new in your life. Can I tell you friend that the next step today is just accepting him as Lord and Savior receiving the free gift of salvation that he's come to offer all of us. The Bible says that God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for us, to live a sinless life, but to be crucified. The Bible refers to it as the lamb that was slain. It was this beautiful exchange where where Jesus died, was nailed to a cross, was, was beaten with 39 lashes on his back, to the legal limit, shed his blood that would be the exchange to cover your sin and to offer you the free gift of salvation and grace. That he loved us so much that he endured the pain, he endured the agony, but he fulfilled the will of God And he did that so when one day when we pass from this life, we breathe our last breath here and we're standing in our next breath, standing before God, when we've accepted him as Lord and Savior of our life, and we look at God one day at at the eternal gates, he will look at you and guess what? He will not see your sin. He will see the blood of Jesus over you that purifies you, that has been forgiven, by the blood of Christ but that only comes. That doesn't come by just being a good person. It doesn't come by just doing good deeds in life. It doesn't come by just showing up to church. No, it comes when you accept Jesus as Lord of your life and you live for him and you follow him every day and you do the best that you can. Say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to mess up. But I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. And you will watch how Jesus will begin to make all things new. He can turn your life around. He can make that old, old holes and rags of life that you have. And he will redeem you. And he can restore you. So if you're in this room today or you're on the other side of a screen and you say, I want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want him to forgive me of my sin. I want, I want to follow him. I don't even know what that all looks like. Guess what, we're a church. We're gonna help you walk these steps. You're not gonna do this alone, but you say, I want that. I want Jesus to make all things new. I wanna be renewed. I don't wanna keep living this life that I'm living. I don't wanna keep walking this same path. I wanna change my thinking. I wanna change the life that I'm living. I want Jesus in control. If that's you today, on the count of three, I just wanna, if, if that's you for the first time or, or you wanna rededicate your life today, When I say, when I count down from three, when I say one, I just want you to lift your hand so I know who I'm praying with today. Three, two, one, just lift them up, lift them up. Thank you, Jesus, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see it on the floor, I see it today, I see it over there, I see that hand, thank you, Jesus. Just lift them up high, I see that hand all the way at the top, I see you. I see you, I see you. Couples together raising their hands, kids raising their hands, old and young. I see you, 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 thank you, Jesus, I see you, I see you, I see you. Come on, church, I see you, I see you. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, I see you, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Just a few more seconds, don't let this moment pass you by. This is between you and God. He wants to make all things new in your life today. Just lift up that hand. I want to pray a prayer with you. Just lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you can put your hands down. I want us as a whole church, as a family, even on the other side of a screen where you are, I want you to pray this prayer out loud. This is the, the salvation prayer, if you will, for God to be Lord of our life. We're going to pray it out loud where our ears can hear us all together. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Help me to live a new life in you. God, I accept you as Lord and leader of my life. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. And today I ask that you'd forgive me of all my sin. I put my trust in you. I put my hope in you. I put my faith in you. Change my thinking so I can change my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Everyone said a big amen.